Welcome to day 72 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Deuteronomy chapter 5 through 7, with a focus on chapter 7, verses 7 through 9. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you are the fewest of all people. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out of the mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keeps his commandments to a thousand generations and repays to their face those who hate him by destroying them. He will not be slack with the one who hates him. He will repay him to his face. You shall therefore be careful to do the commandment and the statutes and the rules that I have commanded you today. The beginning of this verse, what's really interesting is the people of Israel are, I would say, humbled by Moses, by the declaration that, hey, you didn't do anything to earn this love, uh, this chosen place in God's plan to be his people separate from the rest of the world so that you may lead the rest of the world to him. And when we're talking about God as a whole, what we see here is that he chooses us. He chooses us, and it's his will that all of us would choose him back. We're told that in the New Testament. Israel here in this position is being told God chose you, not the other way around, but not based on any merit of your own choosing. In fact, as we read in Deuteronomy, uh, the people (laughs) are called by God stiff-necked and hard-hearted, easily to rebel. and So it's not by personal merit that they've earned this. It's because God chose them. It's because God's faithful to the promises that he made, the promise that he made to Abraham, that his descendants would number the stars. And so the first thing that really stood out to me today is that God chooses us. And it is our great joy when we understand the weight of his love to choose him back. And then he gives us these destinies and purposes that are so far beyond our ability to comprehend. And he he chooses that out of his love as well. And it's moving. The other thing that stood out to me is, it says, because of his promise to your fathers. Right? He made a promise to Jacob. He made a promise to Abraham. And what stood out to me from that is the power of one faithful individual and what it can mean for countless others. We're talking about a nation of almost two million people here that are being blessed and chosen to be separate from the rest of the world. One, because God loves and two, because God is faithful to his promises. And when we talk about things in church like revival, which really just means a mass group of people understanding their need for God, a lot of the historical revivals that you see in scripture happened years and sometimes decades before through prayer, through the faithful who had been praying and praying and praying without relenting, even 
the Pentecostal revival of the early uh, 20th century started years before in a watershed being lifted up in prayer by faithful women. And so it's our responsibility to be faithful to the prayer. And then if God should so choose to make his glory so manifest that people can't deny it and turn to him en masse, which is what we often call revival, then we also carry the responsibility of discipleship, of helping those people grow in their understanding of God. But in order to do that, we have to be faithful to what God's asked us to because we've accepted him now. And we need to be growing in him. We need to be striving for a deeper relationship with him. Because if we want to see people turn to him, then there needs to be people there to help raise those people up. To teach them. To help them navigate what is an exciting but can also be a very dangerous time. Because when that faith and that fervor is new, it's also delicate. And that's where we come along and we support and we teach and we pour in and we love and we work through the missteps and the getting back ups and the I'm sorry agains because we've all been there. And we can't do that if we're not, one, secure in our own faith and two, not growing deeper with God. We can't take people where we haven't been ourselves. The power of one person. Will we be in prayer right now? We want to see lives change. Will we be in prayer right now and on our knees because see that God is faithful to the prayers and to the faithfulness of one and he will unleash his love upon countless others. I mean what what is Christ if not the one who was extremely perfectly faithful and because of that God opened up the heavens and poured out his love on the rest of us. We get to walk in fulfillment and restoration and love because God is faithful and he is faithful because Christ his son <laughs> He did it all for us. So in turn, let's carry those burdens. Let's be in prayer. Let's lift up. And let's remember that this is a blessing and a gift. This is a gift that God has given us time and time and time again. And we received it freely, so let's give it freely. And he forgives freely, so let us forgive freely. And he's patient with us, so let's be patient with others. And as we grow closer to God, because once again, you and I found him because he was gracious to us. And he placed people in our lives who helped encourage us and help us grow. So let's be those people as well. Because the faithfulness of one can reach thousands. But we've got to say yes. And we've got to have the humility that the only thing that separates us from anyone else <laughs> is that God said, I'm going to use you. And we didn't earn that. So let's be faithful to the call. Let's love on others. Let's lift him up. Let his name be glorified. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.